The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In 2015, he became the youngest chief in Enoch Cree Nation's history. In 2020, he has become the youngest Grand Chief of the Confederacy of Treaty 6 First Nations. Chief Billy Morin, just 33 years of age, he's looking to bring a new energy and a new way of thinking to the position. Chief Morin joins us this afternoon. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. It's a huge honor for... I. I'm, I'm told the youngest confederation uh, in history and uh, uh, coming after somebody like uh, Willie Littlechild, it's, it's uh, some giant shoes to fill, but uh, I think I'm up for the challenge. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, he is your mentor. What has that been like for you to follow in those footsteps? Uh, Willie is, is a great man. He's, he's world-renowned. He was on the Truth and Reconciliation panel. He is actively still in the United Nations. In fact, I'll text him. He'll often be in Ecuador or Geneva. <laughs> and uh, as a mentor, he, he, he makes it easy on me. Um, he, he, his, his, we actually have family ties, so his spouse is from Enoch Cree Nation. And uh, mentor is a, a kind of a generic word, but he's really just more of uh, family, a personal family member yeah. as well. You know what? Um, a lot is being made about your age. Um, you've talked about a new perspective, new energy. How do you hope to make a difference um, by using, you know, this new perspective, this age, this new energy? Well, it, it's truthfully kind of come easier than I thought. I mean, I just got out of a meeting with Building Trades of Alberta, and uh, the biggest thing was just getting in the room together. I think there was for a long time this misconception of, of indigenous people and the relationship and right now we're moving because of willie and others into this area of reconciliation and willie uses the word reconciliation and the action we're taking is just talking to each other at this point and i found it's been way easier to get in a room and just speak with your regular albertans and your canadians and your treaty people and uh just go from there so even at the wexit uh uh the crowd I was speaking to the other week is, is I said, Wexit is a non-starter for us, but mm. they still welcome the conversation about how we can work together. But you know what, Chief, Chief Moran, this is something that uh, you've been doing for a couple of years now, if I remember correctly, was back in, what, 2017, that um, that uh, you and your administration signed a, an MOE with uh, the City of Edmonton to have regular meetings, and and that was that was something that hadn't happened before. No, I mean, the city of Edmonton is really our, our biggest partner, right? I mean, the capital region, I mean, Enoch itself is very economic focused. I mean, economic re- reconciliation is, is the card where we've been dealt as a nation. I mean, being so close to the city with the River Cree and the businesses that we have. So it's in our best interest to be a partner with the city and to have that great relationship. I mean, the, the market itself is, is one million people. And, mm-hmm. you know, the city, for example, has Fort Edmonton Park. And we want to do something in tourism as well. But... I mean, we shouldn't have two different, distinct, uh, <laughs> similar projects. I mean, it's in our best interest to work with everybody in the capital region. When they win, we win. And Chief Morin, just for those uh, who who don't know, um, where does Treaty Six cover? How many people do you represent now as as Grand Chief, and what does the the role of Grand Chief entail? So, uh, if you if you can picture Alberta in your mind, uh, basically Treaty Six is from you can say the Athabasca River south to Red Deer across the province. And it represents 17 to 18 unofficial, 17 official First Nations. Uh, we can say a little bit more with Papa's Chase uh, and the Michelle Bands uh, as members. And we represent uh, over 100,000 uh, Indigenous peoples in those nations. And 
And the role for me is simplistically, you can think of me as the chairman of all those First Nations in our relationships with government, uh, private sector, uh, and, uh, the municipality, and really implementing essentially what what is older than Alberta, what is a, a, a founding document in law for Canada, which is the treaty perspective, a sovereign perspective, but also acknowledging that treaty is working together with Canadians in general. And this term runs one year. What do you hope to achieve? Uh, I hope to achieve a whole lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, my predecessor had three years, and uh, I get one year. The Chiefs are going back to a one-year rotation, okay. and my... my I don't intend to stay longer than one year. I can't officially say that, but my job essentially is to give them something to think about on December 31st by getting stuff done for for uh, the Treaty Confederacy. And, you know, we have some high-level goals. I mean, Minister Mark Miller for ISC is here on Tuesday, and we're going to talk housing. We're going to talk economic development. I um, mean, there's some really tangible stuff. We could partner with different levels of government on building uh, homes, in the urban centers, partnering with the city because they're they're big on ending poverty and poverty mm-hmm. uh, uh, within the city mandate. And uh, my job is to get some tangible outcomes in that regard. Um, what would you consider a success at the end of it, a job well done? Really, uh, I like to say, again, tangible things, practical okay. things. So, so one off the top of my head is uh, I was talking to Minister Wilson the other day, and uh, he was going to introduce me to uh, the, the UCP uh, Minister of uh, Red Tape Reduction. And we were talking a little bit about uh, in Alberta being the only nation or province in this country that enforces something called the white card system, where First Nations have to carry this provincial card mm. that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to administer to get um, a treaty right, which would be... Um, the uh, on-reserve uh, tobacco mm-hmm. and gas discounts. I mean, why would Alberta want to enforce this card? I mean, <laughs> there's something tangible that we can both save uh, money on and have economic benefit and streamline uh, to get something done together. So there's a small one. I mean, there's other big ones that I would like to get done. I mean, we're talking with the province on what's our role with Pharmacare and okay. what's our role in, in Bill C-92 Child Family Services. What's our role in resource development? Um, so there's some there's some really big, hairy goals, and then there's some really tangible goals that we can get done really quick with the province. So if you thought you were busy before, I'm guessing that um, right now it's even busier. Uh, yes, uh, Enoch First Nation has been very successful, and uh, I like to think that we've set up an internal structure and, and governance structure over the last little while, uh, creating things like our finance law, our, our new election law, which puts new rules outside of the Indian Act to govern ourselves as a sovereign nation. And those systems and structures are in place for the nation to take care of itself. It's bigger than just Chief Billy. So our, mm-hmm. I'm relying on our council, our public service, and this has freed up some time for me to help our brothers and sisters and other First Nations. Well, you talk about Enoch, so let's switch over to that a little bit. Um, from what I understand, uh, you and council, the, the budget, uh, you oversee a budget, I think it's about $90 million in revenue. About 50 to $60 million of that comes from uh, River Cree. Uh, you've talked about having uh, the golden egg, but the need to, di- to, uh, to diversify. What would you like to see done? Uh, on the west side of Edmonton, we're, we're 52 square kilometers, and we're about the size of St. Albert. And um, our, our nation, thankfully, just passed this vote last Friday for, for this thing called land designation on, on Indian reserves. It's federal legislation that gives us the power to give fee simple and investment protection for investors to come onto the nation for commercial development purposes. And basically, that's the next phase of Enoch's uh, um, future. 
is commercial development. So we're talking to some big commercial developments, not unlike Sutina and Calgary, uh, to the tune of 300 acres. Uh, South Atchison Industrial Park, our mm-hmm. people approve that as well. And uh, and really kind of branding it as this um, um, this zone where we, we have a unique sovereign public service and less red tape to uh, and we have the, the proper laws to protect you under uh, Canadian law for your investment. So significant commercial development around the River Cree is, is going to ramp up over the next year. I'm pretty excited. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, and we know, as, as mentioned, uh, that with the hotel and casino, Enoch doing well. And, and I suspect doing, you know, uh, much better than some others in uh, that would fall under Treaty 6. Does that create a challenge for you in this new role? And how are you going to, to balance that? Yeah, I, 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 I totally recognize that uh, I'm still Chief of Enoch and, and I have a responsibility now to the 17 other First Nations that I represent. And, and I was just saying this this morning, I say it every day, Enoch is so lucky with the gaming and the business revenue that we get. And now it's my time to, to really help out the other First Nations as a responsibility. And, you know, we're, we're thinking about some unique things. So as much as I re- represent those 17 First Nations as well, I think I got to recognize that you know, it, it's not just the 17 land bases. It's it's the 60,000 Indigenous people that live in the city of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And I represent those those individuals as well who are from those nations. And we got to talk about things like urban reserve. I mean, for sure, we got to get on reserve development over there. But it's a little it's a little bit more difficult than saying, is there something we can do in the city? Because all these nations come here as well mm-hmm. to gather and mm-hmm. work and play and create society and economy. You know, Cree Nation Chief Billy Moran joining me uh, this afternoon. There was big news yesterday about TMX. Um, Two questions here, and I'm going to start with this one. How do um, the other chiefs in Treaty 6 feel about it? I suspect there's some that support and others maybe that don't. The primary um, uh, position of Treaty 6 is that they are supportive, but they're supportive, um, uh, you know, it's not just a, a blank here we support you and the job is done uh we want our stay at the table and we've we've created great relationships at the federal level the provincial level and the private sector uh with the tmx now that that operates and builds it so um it's it's a relationship where we are supportive but uh, we're not taking kind of our eye off the prize and having our stay at the table at this point so enoch itself has this mutual benefit agreement in place with the corporation behind tmx what does that mean for enoch so that means we've signed a multi-year agreement. Uh, again, this wasn't a project that was one and done, and here's a couple jobs. It, it, it's a 20-year agreement that guarantees us uh, benefits directly from the pro- uh, project in terms of, say, how it's constructed, how it's operated, how it's consulted with when it starts operating. And again, they just don't leave once it's operating. We have, uh, uh, so for example, we will have monitors and safety operators and, and our traditional people monitoring that line for the next 20 years at least making sure if anything ever goes wrong that it's um we have a say in how how to fix it essentially so it mutual benefits agreements was really beneficial in saying it's not just a one-year thing it's it's 20 years it's, it's it's a longer-term relationship. Um, you've been Chief at Enoch for, what, five years now, and I've read numerous um, news articles and interviews with you um, talking about the focus um, that you have put on bringing uh, back language and, and culture to the area. What has that done for Enoch? It's given us an identity. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty lucky that Enoch, uh, our nation, invested in me to go to Nate and take civil engineering and project management. and. Being so close to the city, speaking for Enoch only, um, we're very influenced by just 
Canadian culture and Edmonton culture in, in general. And the language, our youngest speaker was nobody under the age of 50. And wow. reconciliation for me, uh, for sure, has to happen between Canadians. But before that can happen, it has to happen on the nation itself. We have to reconcile within our own families and our own nations. And the catalyst for that, for healing, is essentially language and culture and identity. And, you know, I can measure some stuff in in books like uh, Civil Engineering, but this is more qualitative and mm-hmm. you kind of just got to do the work and, and see the results and you, there's no numbers to measure it, but you, you can feel the success and well, the, the moving forward. Well, really bridging the gap between um, the, the, the younger members, the older members, that's huge. Yeah, uh, at our school, which was a $22 million partnership with the federal government, um, the coolest thing I like, it's, it's a really cool building, but building aside is the federal government gave us the jurisdiction to oversee our school, and we have that right under treaty. But the coolest thing I say is my, my son's in kindergarten, and he spends half his day outside, outside <laughs> the building of the school, learning how to make fires, how to skin ducks, how to... And he does this with our elders, and they teach him the language, and... He comes home bragging about it every day, and, and again, that's nothing he's going to get an A-plus on. It's just he's building relationships with his mushrooms and cook them, his grandparents on the nation. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's kind of new, old ways of doing education, and I, we're seeing good results. Chief, before I let you go, uh, one of my listeners, Dan, said, hey, can you ask Chief to put the beautiful Indian Lakes Golf Course on your list? <laughs> <laughs> so we, the other vote our nation members did last Friday is they approved a... $91 million compensation package for that World War II bombing range. Yes. And um, the golf course was on that bombing range. Yes. And we are definitely talking with our members to see about the possibilities of bringing Indian Lakes back. And what does that uh, $91 million compensation package mean and look like for, for those uh, on Enoch? On Enoch? So it means uh, a trust fund uh, to invest back into the cleanup and monitoring of that of that that land mm-hmm. primarily, and talking about maybe uh, we we made it pretty flexible to to talk about you know should we rebuild the golf course, should we invest in homes and social, but primarily the ninety one million dollar compensation is is to to really look at cleaning up that land and monitoring it uh, rightfully so. I'm Chief Billy Bourne joining me this afternoon. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you and congratulations on on, uh, on this new position. Look forward to see what happens over the coming year and I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you, Jalen, and uh, thanks for having me. All right, take care. Yeah, Enoch Cree Nation uh, Chief Billy Morn, who was appointed Grand Chief of Treaty 6 by the Chiefs of the Confederacy of Treaty 6 of First Nation. As I mentioned, it's a year-long position. Lots on his list of things he wants to do.